Football on Off The Ball. Brought to you by the Boyle Sports app. Cash out and in-play betting available in the App Store and Google Play Store. Welcome along to the Football Show. We're busy this evening. The latest at Goodison, Everton nil, Manchester City 1. Laporte with a goal just before half-time from Man City. Came from a set-piece again, Everton fans. Kenny, I'm going to ask you about Zonal at some stage this evening. And uh, Barcelona nil, Real Madrid 1 in the Copa del Rey semi-final first leg at the new Camp. Lucas Vasquez with the goal for Real Madrid away from home. It's the latest. So you've lost touch a bit with La Liga. Uh. Oh, it's gone. Let's not go there. That's upsetting you, isn't it? Yeah, I do miss it, I must admit. They need to get that sorted out, don't they? So, Kenny, we're going to talk on the show this evening to Padraig Amund, a Carlo man, Newport County striker, scored a brilliant goal last night in the um, FA Cup, and Newport beat Middlesbrough 2-0. They will play Manchester City on Saturday the 16th of February at half past five in the fifth round at Rodney Parade. Live and exclusive, I'd imagine. That's going to be big. So, Great. I mean, he's making a habit of this. He scored against Leicester City in the 85th minute in the third round, scored a penalty winner. He scored in the first round as well. Last season, he scored the equaliser against Spurs in the uh, fourth round. Or Sorry, it was the opener against Spurs in the fourth round. Yeah. Harry Kane okay. scored the equaliser. Right. Yeah, then they went to Wembley. So he's having a hell of a time of it in the FA Cup. League two, they're currently 14th in League two. So it'll be good to talk to Padre Gammon. That's on the way. Yeah, great story. It is amazing, yeah. He's doing it against big teams. Uh, There's a few bits and bobs for us to uh, talk about. Would you mind telling the um, podcast listeners what you've made of events at Goodison Park thus far? Yeah, I think City have probably just about uh, warranted a 1-0 lead this moment. They haven't created a huge amount of uh, chances, but they've looked the most likely. But generally, Everton have cut themselves very well. Attitude's been good. Good defensive shape, out of possession, working very hard, very industrious. Um, all over the pitch. I think Bernard coming into the team has helped him. Very clever little operator off the left. Got good legs in the team. Calvert Lewin, obviously. Um, Theo Walcott and Dave has probably been the pick of the bunch in in midfield. You know, good good energy box to box. So they've they've been hanging around, and that's what they need to do. Joe, between now and the end of the game, can't let this game get away from them. See, yeah. get that second goal. You you'd imagine it's all over. Just got to dig in and hang around, and hopefully they can create maybe one or two clear cut chances before the end of the game. The um, PFA Player of the Year forms, Team of the Year forms, have been delivered to all the clubs in the last few days. So we know it's a nightmare apparently to get players to sign these. Used to hate that. Used to the door. The PF, PFA rep used to walk into the changing room with the forms into in, in his hand. The lads used to th- anything, anything within an arm show used to get thrown at him as soon as he walked in the door. Boots, uh, muddy boots, like sh- shower gel, <laughs> anything whatsoever used to get launched in his direction. Am I wrong to think it's Kind of but fun to pick your team, especially when you're playing against these fellas. Fun, no. yeah. Fun, what do you mean? Fun? What type of fun? It's all sorts of intellectually stimulating. No, those type of people are kind of few and far between in the in the game of football. Yeah, but it's about something they're interested in. I.e., who are the best players you've played against? <sighs> Not really. A few of the lads. Look, the lads. Generally, <laughs> it's done in about it's done about two or three minutes. I'd say if the forms are left on the. I just thrown around the, the change room, the last scribble a few names. I mean, it's not a case of, you know, it's a school class and everybody goes down and sits at their desk and like, right, lads, an hour and a half to sit this exam, <laughs> put down your PFA team of the year. <laughs> just doesn't happen that way. Okay. So, yeah, I think generally the lads, yeah, it won't be a big, 
I've seen, I've seen lads obviously take the making terms of putting all sorts of starting 11s in there. Go on. No, 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 but <laughs> lads, will be, lads will be lads like, but I think generally the lads will give it a little bit of thought, oh, but not a huge not amount. Not a huge amount. Okay, okay. So, well, listen, you've given us some serious thoughts. So don't put the graphic up because we're going to do this position by position. I presume, have you done the graphic with all 11? Okay, we'll put it up towards the end. So let's start here. Give me your rationale. Let's start with goalkeeper, Kenny. Same thing, because I've forgotten it again. Is it, is it going to get Bring posted? Bring it down up? in front of you. Well, I, I wrote down like a scribble version. Right, okay. We'll, no, no, no. We'll do it I'll your I've way I've got then. a bit there then. Yeah, no, on, no, no. We're going to put your team up now and blast everyone at once and then you can talk <laughs> us through it. Here we go. Here's the Kenny Cunningham team. You've gone for 4-4-2, four, four, have you? Old-fashioned Kenny. So, let's start with your goalkeeper because yeah. the radio listeners are not seeing this team that we're seeing. So, we'll keep them right? in suspense. Well, really? they're on the radio. How could they see it? Oh, excuse me. No, I thought they, they're literally looking at it thinking, oh, that's outrageous. What's, what's he thinking? No, of? They're, on right. the, they're listening on the radio. Yeah. This me, well, I've kept the 4-4-2. Four, four, I mean, this is an argument straight away in terms of how do you, uh, like, sh how do you shape up a lot of teams playing 4-3-3. Three, three. I'd just like to get two centre-forwards into my team high up the pitch. So, uh, da David Agea in goal, back four of Andy Robertson, uh, Laporte, Van Dijk, I put Matt Doherty in at oh. uh, right back. Midfield two of Ferrandino and Declan Rice. Hazard operating off the left, Raheem Sterling off the right, and a front two of Marcus Rashford and Sergio Aguero. Oof. So there you go. List off the players there who were quick, easy decisions that you made in the space of 90 seconds. <coughs> uh, Van Dijk, Robertson, De Gea, Ferrandino. Rashford Aguero and Hazard, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So Declan Rice, a bit of thought about that one. Who to yeah, put I, didn't with I didn't initially, <coughs> but the more I thought about it in central uh, midfield, there just wasn't a wasn't a standout player in there. Mm. You know, like I, said, I think you think of obviously immediately think the top two Liver, Liverpool and Manchester City in that area of the pitch. But I think De Bruyne, the amount of time he's had on the mm. On the sideline uh, this year, uh, Liverpool. I think yeah, Henderson did decent, decent season for Bino. Took his time to settle. Cater again some in, in different uh, performances. Milner had a very good start to the season there in central midfield. I just feel Declan Rice. Forget about the fact uh, you know 19, 20 years of age just come into the team. He played early on, early on the season away to Liverpool. Got brought off at half time. No reflection on his performance. He's one of the better players, but he was the one sacrificed. Had to stay out a couple of games after that. But as soon as Pellegrini reintroduced him, reintroduced him into the team in central midfield, I just think his uh, quality performance week in week out has been as good as anything okay. that I've seen in central midfield. So. No, I stand by Declan Rice in, in midfield alongside so Ferrandino. You've Van Dijk there. Matt Doherty will come on to in a second. Van Dijk and Laporte. You rate Laporte highly? Yeah, I like him. Yeah, there's a bit, uh, bit of everything. Very comfortable on the ball. Can set up attacks. Got a great switch of play from left to right from that left side of centre half position. We've seen him playing an orthodox uh, left back position, get forward, even create a goal. At, um, for Aguero uh, at the weekend. Got a good physical edge to him, doesn't get bullied too easy. We've seen a couple of lads from the Spanish league come over and find it a little bit difficult of physical intensity. He hasn't. Mm. I just think he's a very good, uh, very good all round centre half. So Matt Doherty and Declan Rice in the team? Yeah, I've got to put Matt Doherty in there. The, the players up against him, where I'd Matt say. Who? Matt who? Sorry? Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty? Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it that way. Matt Doherty, look, you're picking holes. Look. <laughs> Trippier and Alexander-Arnold were the other two up against him. Obviously, he's been on, again, through injury, Alexander-Arnold's yeah. been taken. He's very close. Trippier, I'm a, uh, a big fan of as well, particularly is how productive he is in the last tour to the pitch. 
but that, but you can make the same argument from that as well. And now, I, now he's been playing in a right wing back position of sorts. I got him in an orthodox right back position. But again, probably Matt for me at his most productive in the opposition half the pitch, and he's got a good goal return as well, which is a factor as well for a right back. Another two goals last night in the FA Cup. He's, he's had more than a sprinkle of goals in the league. Yeah, key goals as well. Brief tangent. Yeah. Seamus Coleman's on the bench tonight for Everton. Yeah. Matt Doherty's in your PFA team of the year. Yeah. Is that a difficult situation for Mick McCarthy? Does he try and get both them, Coleman and Doherty into the team? Well, that's the beauty. I think he's got the option of getting them both in. Matt's proven himself capable during his career so far playing in it. <coughs> Probably more so than Seamus in an orthodox left-back. Uh, position, although predominantly right-footed. I think Mick actually introduced him into the team and Wolves uh, mm. as a left-back. So I think that's an option that Mick will be looking at, actually finding a place for both of them. I, 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 I'm guessing Mick's going to go with an uh, orthodox back four in the opening game against Gibraltar. And if that's the case, um, I, I would expect Matt and Seamus at this moment of time to play. Got the likes of Ender Stevens, Greg Cunningham as such, maybe even Rob Brady might make a play for the, the kind of le- uh, left-back position. It could be a fight-out between Seamus and uh, Matt Dartley for the right-back position. But, yeah, may- maybe if there has been a little bit of dip in terms of uh, Seamus' uh, form, still for me, Seamus' quality and his experience, the kind of, his kind of personality, his presence within the squad means uh, I'd still expect Mick to find the place uh, for Seamus come the first game next month. But a great option to have Matt developing as he is and playing with a lot of confidence. What I like about Matt, he's got a bit of an edge to him. You know, very, you know, I've heard a few people say, oh, okay, a bit aloof, boom, boom, boom. Oh, I like it. It, it, it. it manifests itself in how he plays on the football pitch, demands the ball. And seeing as though he's come up from championship football into the Premier League, he's absolutely, looks to me, he's absolutely loving it. He's reveled in it. He's enjoying himself and making a big contribution in a very talented mm. Wolves outfit. So you went for Rashford and Aguero. Aguero. Rashford. Yeah, that's me front too. Yeah, people. I'm sure people will try on Harry Kane and such, but Aguero for me gets <coughs> gets the edge. And I haven't I haven't gone on Google and had a look at like who scored the most goals this season. Kenny, who scored the most assists. You're a football man. You don't need stats. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. And for me, it's Aguero and. And, and Rashford for me. Some people argue there's a, there's a matter of the partnership that they complement each other. They just put your two best kind of number nines on the pitch. But Rashford for me has been hugely impressive this season under difficult circumstances and what he's had to contend with. He's been impressive since he first came into the Manchester United team mm. uh, for me. And the last kind of uh, month and a half has been absolutely phenomenal. So he's only going to get better. And Aguero for me, just I don't, I don't need to say much really. Yeah. It's, Difficult to argue against. Probably the wide, the wide midfield positions, maybe. I think certainly is up for debate. Um, Stalin in particular, obviously Liverpool fans might be uh, screaming. Yeah. Sané, I'm a huge fan of Manchester City. And I'd probably even throw in Son at Tottenham as yeah. well. Maybe may a little bit unlucky to find himself maybe out of the team one of those wide areas. But Sterling's kind of first couple of months of the season was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, if, regardless, his general performance was exceptional. His stats are off the... You know, off the chart in terms of goals and, and assists, uh, phenomenal. And, and probably Hazard, that's one thing maybe that lets him down in terms of maybe goals and stats throughout his career. I think that's maybe where you could argue that one, uh, Hazard. But I still feel as if Hazard, when he's on his game, and he generally has been this season, mm. he kind of blows you away a bit. That kind of dynamism which he has, that close control, ability to manipulate the ball in kind of tight areas. He's one of the few players who can... It would really scare me. Uh, it was a playing in the modern game. It'd mm. actually scare me to mm. have to play against him. One of those players, I'd feel as if 
I just really haven't got the tools. A little bit like Henri, different type of player in terms of stature, but similar to Henri in terms of you're almost scratching your head. I don't know how to deal with this. I can't deal with this fella. Yeah. He's 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 that type of player. Yeah. He's got those type of skills to really embarrass it. He's um, and we we were going to touch on it later on, but Chelsea are trying to throw three hundred grand his way to keep him. Real Madrid want him. He's got a year <coughs> a year left in his contract, and it seems like he's definitely starting to wonder. Should I stay here for another four or five years? Well, he's been wondering for too do? long. Now, make your mind up. Just make a decision. Mm. Got a year left in this summer. If he doesn't sign that contract, you get him then. out the door. Yeah. You get as, as good as money. They're probably Even with a year left, they'll probably get close to maybe a, somewhere between 75 and 100 million for him. Even with that year left to end his contract. That's how desperate clubs are to have him. They've got to re- reinvest that money. Ideally, keep him. Mm. They brought Higuain in. Whether Higuain's the answer, uh, long term up front for him. I think he's best operating left with three. Seems more at ease there. Uh, as opposed to that kind of false uh, number nine, which he's been asked about. His body language hasn't been great. I think that's where the criticism has come from Saturday. I think some of it's been fair in terms of lacking a bit of personality in t- at times in terms of leading the team. I think you can see that when he's mm. played at that kind of false number nine. He's not getting enough of the ball, can't influence the game. Kind of head goes down a little bit. Well, he's admitted publicly afterwards I don't like it. Yeah, exactly, but he's showing you that he doesn't like yeah. it. That's my point. It's okay not liking it, but actually getting on with it during the course of the 90 minutes and actually trying to impact the game. No, it's not my favourite position, but... I'm going to take the lead here and I'm going to lead the troops, show the right type of attitude, the right kind of body language. He hasn't always done that. But he's in, he's in Kenny Cunningham's team. He's in Kenny Cunningham's team. Yeah, so you that's have, yeah. I didn't, you didn't realise you'd have him up quite that highly, Henri territory, in terms of no way to stop this guy. That's serious. Yeah, well, from, look, for, um, for somebody with different tools said to me, and uh, you, know, you, you know, you would have seen me play as well. I w- wouldn't have been the particularly uh, quick, uh, quick over the ground. I think that's key as a defender. Go up against Hazard, particularly 1v1 situations. Uh, got to be quick. You've got, you got to be like dynamite, little mm. uh, pocket rock. You've always got to match him for me in terms of stature. You've you, you got to be able to go shoulder to shoulder. When I'm kind of six foot two, uh, athletic, uh, right back, even the likes of Lillian Turan, probably the best at the time. Not ideally suited to go against Hazard. Leans a shoulder, inch a low centre of gravity. Very difficult to deal with that. You know what I mean? I tell you who've been great up against him, Stephen Carr. If I had to pick yeah. a prototype of fullback to up against, would be Stephen Carr. Rapid, quick, yeah. small, pocket, physically very strong, aggressive. That that type of fullback, like you know what I mean, to act to try and negate some of the skills which he which he has. But I, I love watching him play. But get a little bit fed up with him. The constant, well, yeah. totally happy. Show me you love me, Real Madrid, and me boyhood club. Yeah. Just go and sign from him. If if that's the case, and good luck to you, like you know what I mean. I'd love to see him play out there to see because the real pressure on his shoulders there. That's a totally different type of challenge. Real Madrid can't have the type of kind of off days occasionally kind of you know huffing around the place which he has at Chelsea and he gets away with can't get away with that at mm. club Real Madrid stature alright Kenny thanks for doing your team for us good man <laughs> this year prompt with it in 20 minutes anybody slight me there anybody slight me there uh, there's, a f- there's a few wondering got about f- Salah <coughs> got to be a few Liverpool supporters not happy like but no there's <laughs> a few saying top of the league and you only have Robertson in there Van Dijk oh Van Dijk as well you have two in Salah, was he close? <laughs> yeah, he would have been close. I just think... Any text, JP? Any text given in about the team? Any text given out about the team? Can you hear me? None. Oh, perfect. Thanks very much. Can't hear me. Oh, that means obviously none, clearly. The lines aren't busy. Was Salah close? I think Salah... You had a quiet start to the sea. I think the whole Liverpool uh, yeah. front three, you know, they, they had a, sl- had a slow start. You can't just forget about that. We're not, if we're going to vote on Mo Salah from last year, well, well absolutely... But if you're going to restrict it to terms of uh, performances 
this this season alone, I think there was a little bit of a dip, and I wouldn't be overly critical from Salah early part of the season. You look at the stats now; they they kind of uh, add up. Didn't play well the other night, as neither did front three did in a crucial game. But for me, Hazard's general performances have been very good since the start of the season. Obviously, he's chipped in in terms of goals and assists, but. That bit of that, just that bit of a wow factor from Hazard this season. A couple of games, you just thought, "Oh my God, this is just mm. just can't live with this." Like a little bit, well, like Salah at times maybe last season, two periods last season, you looked at Mousa and you thought, "Oh my God, almost undefendable." It hasn't quite been at that level uh, this season. That's a high bar I know from uh, Salah. Might well finish the season top scorer, but this at this point in the season, for me, I just give Hazard the edge. Okay. No, I think you've argued your case well. I don't think the, the lines are not hopping just yet. There's a general sense people can see where you're coming from. I don't think it doesn't feel as... That's probably boredom manifesting itself more. It so. doesn't feel as contentious as other years. Uh, we'll take a short break. Podrig Amund is going to join us in a few moments' time. Let's just check in at Goodison, though. Uh, Shane Pennington with the latest. It's Everton nil, Manchester City won, but it's the visitors who come closest to extending their advantage in this second half. Aguero with a bicycle kick, Torres Afrigo inches wide of the right-hand post from David Silva's cross. And then Raheem Sterling has come on in the second half, got a bit too much space on the edge of the Everton box, and his deflected effort went inches over the top of the crossbar. Everton just made a double substitution to try and get back into this game. Sigurdsson and Richarlison are both on, replacing Gomez and Bernard. It's Everton nil, Manchester City won. There we are. Jackie Cal, by the way, who's a big Liverpool fan. Wijnaldum's been Liverpool's best midfield player this season. Kenny mentioned all the others. Wijnaldum. Yeah, no, I think he's, he has had a good season, Wijnaldum. Um, I'm not as great as fan, I've got, to, I've got to be honest with okay. you. I think he has had a decent season, but I think he has his frailties from a defensive point of view. I don't think he's a natural defender in there. I wouldn't totally trust him. I've got to be honest with you. I think he's got a good all-round game. Technically, he's very good. When he first came to Liverpool, he was almost an attacking midfielder. Mm-hmm. I remember making those late swords into the box, yeah. good header of the ball, scoring a few really good goals. And he's been kind of dropped into more of a kind of hole in defence position this season under Klopp, tail end of last season. And he has acquitted himself very, uh, very well. I think he is a very talented player, but no, not for me. I think he's defensively, uh, I see some weaknesses in his play, which make me... Uh, a little bit nervous of him in, in, in certain situations, which, yeah, so maybe people might say, fair indeed, Declan Rice is a little bit defensively minded, isn't it, in terms of your midfield here, not a huge amount of maybe uh, creativity or maybe flair in there, which, which I, I think is fair enough, but for me, it's an absolutely rock solid uh, midfield here, and I've always played centre half, that is exactly the, t- <laughs> from the point want. of view, they're the two type of players, almost the two type of centre halves, who can almost say to the rest of the team, from far and full backs, off you go. Okay. Attacking si- uh, six. These boys can look after the fires. So, give me your 11 then before I go to ads. Again? De Gea and goal. People tune in all the time. De Gea and goal. You've oh, Matt already right back. De Gea and goal. Matt Dogley right back. Uh, Laporte, Van Dyke, Andy Robertson. Midfield two, Ferrandino and Declan Rice. Off the flank, Sterling and Hazard. And a front two of Marcus Rashford and Sergio Aguero. It's just like you're a manager reading the team out in the dressing room. That'd be some team. Love you reading that team, man. Yeah. We'll take a break. Padraig Gammon with us next. Football on Off the Ball. Brought to you by the Boyle Sports app. Cash out and in play betting available in the App Store and Google Play Store. Back towards Armand who pulled in the space. Oh, what a great goal that is! Padraig Armand! Well, that was right out of Premier League in terms of class from Padraig Armand. 
One from the training ground, brilliantly put away. 2-0 Newport. John, that was little short of sensational. Magical. Remember the old Teddy sharing and one for Spurs used to do this. He's to come away, nobody's marking him. Oh, and that's a magnificent finish on the turn. He makes perfect contact with this Amond. The ball from Wilmot is the perfect weight. And that's a great spin and finish right in the posted stamp. Yeah, extraordinary stuff. Paul Garmond, you're very welcome. Good evening, lads. Evening, Patrick. This is getting a bit ridiculous now, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's it's something else at the moment. It's um, <laughs> it's brilliant. Look, we're loving every m minute of it, and and long may it continue. I think everyone's very familiar with your story at this stage because you keep scoring these ridiculous FA Cup goals. <laughs> but if they're not, so you're playing with Newport in League Two last season. You scored against Spurs in uh, the fourth round of the FA Cup. This year, you scored the winning penalty against Leicester in the 85th minute and you were on OTBAM and I pretty much think every other radio show, podcast and uh, newspaper in the country you were definitely enjoying your, your time back in round three and then last night against Middlesbrough you scored that second goal and it's Manchester City next on the 16th February against Rodney Parade so geez, the FA Cup has been very good to you Yeah, um, you know, it's gone alright so far <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just, just one of those things that it just keeps we keep lifting our performances forward, and um, we just keep defying the odds. I think, and no one's given us a chance in a couple of the games. The funny thing is that the two games, oh, well, we played Leicester and, and Middlesbrough, and the two, the three games because the replay as well, mm. we deserve to win those. But the first two rounds against the Met Police and and Wrexham, we probably should have been out. If I'm being honest with you, um, <laughs> so the Met Police are probably looking at us, going, "How how are they beating all these teams and the struggle against us?" and we got battered against Wrexham in the in the first game, and then obviously we beat them in the replay after they got a man sent off early. But yeah, the last the last two performances or three performances from us have been um, you know proved that the victories have been very well deserved, and they're not not being flukes at all. Yeah, it's going to be a long way from Metropolitan Police nil, Newport County two to Pep Guardiola and the lads rocking up at Rodney Parade. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, it is a bit surreal, like when you when you just sit back and you look at it, and you and you you know, you see, we we were chatting about when we had Leicester in the third round. There was only one game in between the Met Police and Leicester. Mm. Now, obviously, you know, the Met Police are a few divisions below us, and now we're playing the Champions of England. So, um, yeah, it's been a bit crazy in the last few few months. Patrick, we were trying to watch as much as the game as we could last night. Me and uh, Joe, we we're working on the radio here in uh, Dublin. Weather conditions were absolutely atrocious, but of the two teams on the, out in the park, you seemed to handle the conditions very well. Uh, from what I could see, you know, didn't overplay in the wrong areas of the pitch. You know, got the ball back to front as quickly as possible. Got the ball into wide area. Got some good quality delivery into the box, and really kind of smart uh, play. I thought, from you, certainly from the chunks of the game that I watched. What was the actual game plan uh, going into the game uh, yesterday? Um, well, we knew obviously that it was going to be a tough game first. First of all, but with the Leicester game, we started on the front foot, um, and we grew in confidence from there. And and once the crowd got behind us, um, you know, we probably averaged about three and a half, four thousand a game. Um, and last night it was just under seven, I think. Yeah. And it was the same with the Leicester game, and that that is a big factor in it for us as well. Obviously, the conditions as well. The game plan was to go out there, keep the ball ball as far away from our goal as possible mm. and don't make mistakes there and just like, like you say play the conditions um, yeah. try to be on the front foot from the beginning 
and you know let Middlesbrough know they're in they're in a game and at least if they if they did win the game you know at least make them work hard for the victory. Yeah. Um, There's a feel different, Padraig. The atmosphere can you sense it? FA Cup under the, under the floodlights last night, uh, kind of big crowd, even cameras to an extent. Does the the energy feel a little bit different uh, inside the stadium? And do you kind of do you sense that you're, the players are actually feeding off it? Yeah, it does massively. Um, you know, it shouldn't it shouldn't make a difference, but mm. it it does in mm. in you know, and for some reason I, I don't know what what why that is, but you know, it is. Um, they are special nights. I think nighttime games are always special. Um, you know, I just people are waiting around all day for the game. They're in work. They're coming home. They're excited for the game, um, and you know that that's obviously it all built it up to yesterday. And you know, thankfully we 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 did. You know, we played really well last night. Um, the, you know, the pitch looks not the best, um, but there's been 50, 55, 56 games on that this season with the the two rugby teams we share with. Um, so it wasn't too bad for that, but it, it actually plays all right. Um, there's a true role on the pitch, so you know credit to the ground staff for for what they've done with it. Um, you know, but I I'll be honest with you, I don't think Middlesbrough fancied it last night. Um, we were out warming up. Um, yeah. You know, we were out warming up for about 10, 15 minutes before they came out, um, and we sensed that. And you know, it just it we had a little chat amongst ourselves and looked. It said, lads, if there's ever a chance we have, mm. of, you know, making a name for ourselves and getting to play against Man City because that. That opportunity doesn't come around very often for a League Two team. Well, even Messi can't do it in a wet night in Rodney Parade. You know, it's uh, not the most fun place to go to. So I'm sure. Look, it was um, it's kind of a miserable evening for them, and they're away, and they're probably thinking we should have won the first leg. And you know, you can kind of see how it was just hassle for their team, even though it is an FA Cup uh, fourth round on such a huge occasion. Can we talk to you about your goal? Because that you know that that must yeah. have been. An unbelievable moment. So uh, clearly, it looks like it's straight from the training ground. Is that is that a move that you've um, done before on the pitch? Was it just dreamt up this week in training, or is it kind of one that you've had in your locker for a while now? No, we've we've had that one in our locker. We've done it um, a couple of times. Um, the majority of the time has happened on the other side. Um, I won't tell you the other player that's supposed to do it on the other <laughs> side, just in case anyone's listening. But um, yeah, yeah. No, we look. I think. Wayne Hatswell, who was um, the assistant manager, he he draws up the set pieces, and in the in the FA Cup so far, and in all the league games, you know we've had some quite inventive ones that have come off or just about come off. Whether the keepers just made a save at the end, um, and we work really hard on it. And look, when you're a, when you're a team that's playing um, someone two divisions above you, or a Premier League team like like we have in the last couple of rounds set pieces are massive because it could be the best chance you have a scoring. Yeah. It might be the only chance you have a scoring. So we, we have to work really hard on them. Um and we yeah, we worked really hard on them. We we, we had a, a few different ones in the first half that we done. Mm. And then on half time we switched it up and said, look, first one we get either side, we're gonna do this. Right. Um I guess you're, you're, you're for you're, me it, it happened. Yeah, no, it sure did. Uh like what a finish. I guess your first thought when that ball comes is probably stay calm, do not blast this over. Yeah, um it's funny because the night before, because I, I, I coached the under-16s at Newport, um, I was coaching the striker to do that kind of movement with for a ball that's being cut back um, and telling him all the things you should be doing. And when it was coming across, it's it's weird how everything slows down and in your head all these things are coming. You're like, oh, please don't mishit this now after trying to tell that young fellow what to do last <laughs> night. Don't don't make a mistake here. And 
But then the second I touched the ball, it, it, time completely slowed down and I knew it was in before anyone else did. And it was just, it was right in the top corner. It was mm. the sweetest I've ever connected with a football and probably the best goal I've ever scored. It was outrageous. Uh, what a lovely um, millisecond, and it must feel like a bit longer, where you know, just based on the feel of the ball on your boot, that this is going in. And you're almost waiting for the crowd and everybody else to realise it's going in too. You're the only one who knows. That's kind of heaven really for... Uh, those few seconds, milliseconds. Yeah, um, it's it is unbelievable. I think if you, you speak to any striker or anything like that, who's I'm not saying used to scoring goals, but you just know sometimes when you've hit the ball or when you when you connect with it, you just know it's going in. Mm. Um, and you're probably you've the best view of it all because you know you're the one that's hit it. And yeah, that that, that is a, a split second, which feels like it does feel like about three or four seconds mm. and it is if you could bottle that feeling that's that's one of the best in the world what's it like Kenny <laughs> I wasn't going to enter the conversation for uh, obvious reasons there Padraig Padraig's pretty impressive goal scoring record generally you have uh, th uh, throughout your uh, career um, has the phone started ringing yet since the game last night in terms of requests he's not going to tell us Back home for tickets for the for the next oh, round. I thought, you, I, I thought you meant transfers. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I'm literally talking yeah. about demands. Uh, people crawling out of woodwork. Padraig, any chance for an extra couple? I don't want to ask. But <laughs> yeah, there's been there's been uh, there's been loads of uh, requests. Um, look, I've just I've just pointed them all in the one direction and said, look, mm. the best thing to do is ring the club because. It's just it's going to be um, it's going to be a mad week as it is for for the players, um, you know. And I think we've all had a chat. We were in training this morning. We all had a chat about it, um, tickets and stuff like that. And it was a case of just pointing towards the direction of the club because we don't not not that we don't need that distraction during the week, but there's going to be a lot of requests for it. Um, so yeah, um, I'll have a quite a few over um, family members, and there was a few over last night as well, family members and friends. Right. So um, yeah, hopefully there'll be a good few over anyway. Um, I can try to get as many tickets as possible, but it's going to be a bit mental for the next uh, ten days. I think it's not an easy thing, and I were kind of la uh, laughing about him and Podrick is there, but you you do have to be a little bit careful. I think the whole thing doesn't you don't, doesn't you get carried away with the whole thing. You know, you're How trying to stop. You should get some men. Um, well, no, those, I'm, get those white well, I'm talking suits. about the tickets. The white, to... white Armani suits. Yeah. Walk the pitch pregame. <laughs> oh, Let's no. Read this in. Let's have a good time. Podrick, I don't want to see you swapping jerseys now with Leroy Sanya walking down the tunnel. Half time. <laughs> don't let me down now. Make sure no, he's chasing no, you. Won't. Make sure he's chasing I'll, I'll you leave. at the end of the game. I don't think we can swap jerseys. We've only got the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but sorry, it is a serious point. I mean, uh, I think Roy Keane in his book talked about his first FA Cup final with Nottingham Forest and the demand for tickets being a real energy drainer. <coughs> yeah, it can be because you want to you want to look after everybody, and it's a big occasion as uh, Padre will be experiencing now, and it's a great thing actually. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Everybody shines a light and the family, friends, and it's a wonderful thing. You want everybody to enjoy the experience just as, as much as you are, but to a point you have to kind of detach yourself uh, from it. Because at the end of the day, there's a, there's a game to be played, and they've done so well, part of the team, done so well to get themselves to this point. You know, they want to, if they do go out, and if it is to be against Manchester City, anything can happen in football, we know against that. Yeah. But you want to go out on the right terms, putting a, put a real show and a performance, and putting a performance you can be uh, proud of, yeah. regardless of the result. Yeah, I guess that's, that's very important to you, not to go out and just make a day of it. Obviously, you have to be realistic. Uh, on last night, so, geez, an extraordinary night for you. Your goalkeeper, Joe Day, had an interesting evening. Yeah, it was... Uh 
his was a little bit more interesting than mine, I think. Um, <laughs> no, um, his partner <coughs> went into labour, um, and she she gave birth to, to twins last night. Which uh, you know, congratulations to both of them and uh, Lizzie and the, the twins, Sophia and Amelia are doing well. So it's just a, that's just a brilliant moment. And look, that adds to the story as well. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, I actually didn't realise he he ran off at, at, at full time. I didn't see him right. um he was gone that quick but um because there's a quote yeah, from your, no, we, there's a quote from your manager saying when he was talking to bt the professional that he is joe turned off his phone i didn't hide it from him believe it or not as soon as the game was over and we'd won he said uh gaffer thank you so much can i go please i said of course you can go 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 and off he off he went into the night yeah it's look i've seen the video of it today as well i've seen him running down the because he was on the far end of the pitch and I've seen him running to the manager first, then down the tunnel. And, yeah. you know, within within a half an hour or 45 minutes, we had, um, he'd sent messages to the group chat, um, the players' group chat and stuff of the of the picture of him with the twins and stuff like that. Um, Amazing. You know, which is it's brilliant. Look, it's a, it's a great little story. And, like, the most important thing is that they're, they're all doing well. And, you know, it is, a, it is quite a nice, nice, happy story for them. As Kenny says, your goal record is very, very nice. Uh, 18 goals for Newport so far this season. You started out at Shamrock Rovers. I was reading that and fully realised that. That's where you, you came through. and then Yeah, I was, I was at Shamrock Rovers from, from the age of 11. Right, great. Um, Travelling up and down from Carlow. Um, played there. I, I went to home farm for a season in between and then Crumlin United as well. And But then I was with, from the age of between 11 and 21, really, with Shamrock Rovers, bar those two seasons. Um yeah. And yeah, then I moved over to Sligo and, and kind of kicked on from there. Yeah, um, and you've moved around a bit. Yeah, Grimsby, you had a brilliant season there. 30 league goals in the National League, got Grimsby up to the English Football League. Um, you like Newport, you like the area, does it feel like home? Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it here. Um, obviously, I'm from Carlo, the country fella. Um, so, you know, I was based in Manchester for seven years before this. So I was right in the city, which is quite busy, busy, um, you know, for someone who, who lives in the countryside. Mm. Not really used to it, um, but you know, being being down here in in towards Cardiff way, I'm outside. It's about half an hour outside in Newport and the city as well, in a in a little village, and it's it's just it feels more like Ireland if that makes sense to you. Um, yeah. There's more fields about and stuff like that. It's just it's funny <laughs> little things like that, just driving the train and then you're not constantly just sitting on motorways. Um, yeah. You know, when I was in Manchester traveling to the club, just sitting on motorways all the time. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm really enjoying it at the minute. Um, things are going well. So. Long way to continue. Yeah, that's interesting. You mentioned you're doing a bit of coaching as well with underage players. Um, I'm sure that 16 year old striker was watching with interest. You can definitely go back to him now and see. Say, look, I told you, I told I'll, you. I, I, I'm going back, back to tomorrow night. I can, I can go back with my head now. <laughs> I, um, I, that's why I said, like that little split second that you have, where you're thinking, just don't miss hit it, you know. <laughs> yeah. After giving him all the pointers the night before, but yeah, no, I, I enjoy the coaching side of it. Um, Good. I've done my coaching badge. I've done my A license as well. So. Um, you know, I really enjoy that side of it, and it's you know it's interesting to 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 work with the kids as well because you can learn an awful lot from them. Um, and I think doing my coaching badges has actually helped me as a player as well because mm. you know you look at things differently. I've played a little bit more this season in in centre midfield, right? Um, dropping back in and, and just knowing the areas to drop into, and I think you, you pick a lot of that up in the in the coaching courses and just watching games differently. Mm. As a matter of interest, uh, so some of the advice you're giving this 16-year-old when the ball's bobbling towards you, and maybe in you know a milli of a millisecond, some of the advice 
is in your mind. It would be interesting in a par parallel universe to see would you have hit the ball as sweetly if you hadn't been working on that very thing with your man the night before. Yeah, it probably would be, but um, no, luckily I you know, do a little bit of work like that in training myself. Right. Um, try work on all types of finishing, whether it's my head, my foot, my knee, shoulder, chest, everything, um, you know, because you never know when the ball is going to bobble in the right areas and you have to be ready for it. So, um, mm. so yeah, but it would be interesting to see that. All right. Stay with us 30 seconds. There's a full-time report I'm sure you're even more interested in than usual now. We'll go over to Shane Pennington at Goodison Park. Everton nil, Manchester City 2, Pep Guardiola's side replaced Liverpool at the top of the Premier League after Merrick Laporte's header first off injury time and Gabriel Jesus's late header proved enough to see off Everton. The Frenchman headed home David Silva's free kick and Gabriel Jesus headed home a late second to give the champions a deserved victory and it really should have been more comfortable. Underground Sterling and Laporte all missed good chances to extend the advantage but it didn't matter in the end as Everton never really threatened as once again they're defending from set pieces cost them dear Everton nil, Manchester City 2 there we go City 2 nil. top of the league looked a bit leggy tonight at Manchester City <laughs> I think the season might be catching up with them good news for Padraig and the lads <laughs> I saw your um, your manager joke will have everyone behind the ball uh, I mean I'm sure he won't quite do that but he was very respectful of what you're up against very realistic was talking about like Pep Guardiola being you know his hero uh, along with Jurgen Klopp really so like that's what you're kind of talking about the experience of Spurs last year was it a little bit strange face to face with household names do you get a touch starstruck at any point in the whole experience the whole evening um, I'm not say starstruck or anything like that but it is it is different than what you used to day to day um, I remember the Spurs game last year and the pitch was a bit bubbly again and after about 10 seconds um, I think Fertongan wrapped the ball in as hard as he could at Harry Kane, and his first touch, he did a one-touch uh, one pass out to the wing to Sissoko, and after 10 seconds, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be a long night. Mm. You know, um, you know the quality those players have is unbelievable. Um, you know, look, let's not make any bones about it. We're playing the Premier League champions at the minute, and, you know, probably one of the best teams in, in world football, and, and they have some of the best players in the world as well. It's going to be a difficult, difficult game. We're going to need a lot of things to go right for us on the day. And mm. um, we're going to need a lot of luck as well. But at the end of the day, anything can happen. Um, you know, it's an opportunity for us to go out and just, first of all, make ourselves proud of a performance we put in. But then we have to go out on the pitch and believe that we can get some sort of a result as well. Because otherwise, there's, there's no point actually turning up. Because, you know, as Kenny said, the, the occasion can just see go past you then. And um, miracles do happen. So why not? Why can't we possibly be one of those miracles? Mm, absolutely. Uh, well, listen, the very best of luck. It's a long way from Carlo to Match of the Day and FA Cups and Manchester City. So uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that one. That's the 16th of February, half past five. So you're under floodlights again. You're under lights again. So, I mean, it's just going to be amazing. What's the capacity at Rodney Parade? Um, I think last night it was sold out. I think it was just under 7,000. Right. They're, they're on about uh, putting additional seating in behind the goal. They've done it last year for the Spurs game and I brought it up to about 10,000. That'd be just for your so extended family, Padre, then. <laughs> it could be, yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> one way of uh, getting tickets easier, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, the, the, look, the extra 3,000 people in the stadium will, will be a big difference for us and it did make a big difference against Spurs last year and, right. and hopefully we can put in a performance like that again. And whose family? Who will be coming over or who was over last night? 
Um, well, my fiance's brother was over with his girlfriend, and um, another friend of ours was over as well. So there was a there was a few there, and I had a cousin of um, my, my father's cousin who lives over in Wales as well. She was there last night, so um, okay. it was brilliant to have have those people there for obviously one of those magical nights. Yeah. Well, listen. Well done. I mean, what a goal to score! Uh, it was just phenomenal, and keep it going. Uh, I guess enjoy the 16th of February. We'll probably chat to you at some stage around it or someone will be in touch. I'm sure lots of people will be looking to see how you get on, but uh, congrats again. Amazing stuff. Enjoy it. Thanks very much. Great time, Patrick. Good luck. Poor gammon there. Newport County striker. 18 goals this season. Uh, scored a lot of goals. Yeah. A lot of goals. A lot of these players, uh, Joe, around the leagues. Irish, Irish players. Not particularly young yeah. Irish players. Players who've gone over and forged their career and kept that out of spotlight. Mm. No mention. You know, possibly without those, uh, that goal last... Even as people still be scratching your head, Patrick, Patrick Hill, but yeah, you know, at least a, a moment like that last night actually shines a spotlight on Patrick's career and what, what actually he has achieved, the qualities that he does have, mm. and it's great. It's a great thing because a lot of these lads are working hard, they're grafting. Listen, listen to him there. Obviously, very dedicated and takes his profession seriously, thinking ahead to life after football in terms of the coaching he's doing yeah. with the uh, young school kids there. Uh, that's great, and even part of his coaching development was experience now as a player. What he did last year, Spurs, this year, Leicester, Middlesbrough now, Manchester City. That'll help him as well, even in terms of his football and knowledge, his development as a coach yeah. uh, going forward. So, yeah, it was a really impressive interview we gave yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, He's uh, 421 caps as well for Ireland. For myself. Do you? Yeah, I can't be minding much more than that, yeah. yeah. He had his four in 2008. So we'll wish him all the best. That game against Man City is on Saturday, the 16th of February, half past five. Off the ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108. Uh, Trevor saying, I wonder, is there a fear factor after seeing what City have done to Burton? And a few others as well, yeah. City aren't afraid to give Leicester teams a bit, a bit of a spanking, as we've seen of late. I'm so pleased it's at home. It's the first thing I asked when I mm. heard it was City. I, be worried. Just for that reason, yeah. I would have been worried a little bit if they had to travel to the Etihad. Great to hear uh, Porig on the programme. Great sportsman, a lovely chap. Has never received the recognition he deserves. Any chance he will line out with Carlo in the championship is a question. Yeah, he's a big GEA man as well in his day. Uh, Porig was the Rovers' young player of the year back in 08. Uh, if Kenny has a vote, who would he have as the Premier League young player of the year, Carl? Declan Rice, obviously. Uh, no, not, I think that's a strong carry, actually, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, Rashford comes into the, oh, yeah. the carry there as well. Yeah. Uh, young player of the year. I was asking... What age is Robertson? No, he'd be over. I think it's a 23-24, the cut-off point. Minsane is still uh, eligible, young player. You forget, I mean, there's some outstanding candidates. Uh, young player of the year. I like the lad, actually, at um, Crystal Palace, the, the full-back who's come into the team. Uh, this year, the young boy, oh, yeah, Wasa, Wasa, great Sapia. going forward as well. Yeah, yeah, really good, uh, really good talent. There's some outstanding young talent there. That's not an easy decision in terms of uh, Oof, young player of the year. Rashford. I mean, spoken about player of the year. I mean, who's your player of the year? It'll depend, will it depend to some well, extent? It's not because it's now. Who wins the league? I know, but it's crazy. Well, that's insane, but that's the point from a practical point of view. This is going to be decided in the next week, week to ten days. Our other farms are going to be it's filled very hard. out. It's very hard to decide now. Who are the leading contenders? What's your team of the year then? Van Dijk is certainly. I think Van Dijk. Yeah, for the first time in a long period of time, is a strong argument for defender. Yeah. I can't remember the last uh, defender who's in serious I contention. I haven't loved him in the last, the last game or two or three, but generally he's been absolutely phenomenal. 
there's your team of the year up again. De Gea, Doherty, Van Dijk, Laporte, Robertson, right. Fernandinho, Rice, Hazard, Sterling, and then up front, Rashford and Aguero. I think Van Dijk out of all them. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting one because in terms of obviously you play the year would have to come out of that. But I don't see anybody head and shoulders. I'd have to give that a lot of thought in terms of uh, picking one out of there. Mm. Van Dijk, I think... He's been exceptional and he's transformed Liverpool generally. You know, yeah, he has, he yeah. Has, I would lay it on to yeah. Oh. You know, there's, there's other reasons there where Liverpool are, are where they are. Van Dijk has been a but from the moment he arrived, has been a bit all right, Joe. All right, from the moment he arrived, don't dramatise it too much. Not, can you not? Just I take your point. We're not going to argue about it without a doubt. He's been a key component in the <laughs> in the team. And you're right. I don't think people give enough consideration in terms of defenders, in terms of the uh, the player of the year. Just doesn't come under consideration just because their goals and goal assists obviously clearly can't stand up with players at the other end of the pitch. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, really. Like it's almost logical, like where there hasn't been a strong argument. Who's the last centre half? Paul McGrath did this in '93. Paul McGrath did in '93. <coughs> One player's player of the year. Giggs was young player of the year that year. Yeah. I'm trying to think after that. Couldn't it? Couldn't be all the way back to Paul McGrath, could it? It's gotta be. It was. Uh, John Terry potentially must have been in it. Even Terry, I don't remember. I don't think he was. Maybe, he? maybe a nomination. And that was when he was at his height. Ferdinand wouldn't have won it. Right, I've got it here for you. Mo Salah last year. Kante the year before that. Mares the year before that when Leicester won. Eden Hazard the year before that. Uh, Luis Suarez. Gareth Bale in 13. Yeah. Van Persie in 12. Gareth Bale in 11. Bale won it twice. Uh, Wayne Rooney in 10. Giggs in 09. That was that was yeah, a lifetime some achievement. Strong award. candidates there, don't get me Ronaldo, wrong. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Stephen Gerrard 06, John Terry 05. John Terry, was it? John mm. Terry 05. And then you're going right back the way through. Roy Keane in 2000. Ginola in 99. Oof. That was a joke. What uh, player? Boom, Shearer won it in 97. Les right. Ferdinand. Are you going to go back with this show? Where are you going to go? Yeah. Paul McGrath 93. Amazing. So only two, McGrath and John Terry. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, it's a, I think it's a fair show, Van Dijk. I think he'll go close. Okay. Uh, listen, what a pleasure. You go home and rest up. That coffee of yours. I want you to come back 100% Just a next tickler, week. Just, just a little bit of a tickler. It is, I'm, not, don't, I'm not spreading germs around the studio. I'm not. It's not true. It's not true. You're only the most contagious within three, four days well, of recording the bug. If I catch something, I'll be ringing you. Uh, OTBAM is back 7.45am tomorrow as usual and then Nathan in tomorrow John Giles will be with the lads we'll know the Irish team to face Scotland Andy Dunn will give his take elsewhere this evening Barcelona and Real Madrid do one all in the first leg of the Copa del Rey they'll be at the Bernabeu for the second leg and most importantly Tom Dunn is on the way next thanks Kenny Football on Off The Ball brought to you by the Boyle Sports app cash out and in play betting available in the App Store and Google Play Store